Do you like ghosts, cryptids, celestial beings, and witchcraft? Then you'll likely find us tolerable. We are a pair of best witches approaching the paranormal in this realm and beyond with respectful and curious nature. We love to weave within the weird. So So let's get frightfully delightful. We are ever grateful for the opportunities to share space with, learn from, work with, listen, and hold witness the people, ancestors, matriarchs, spirits, and creatures, past and present, whose stewardship and cultural teachings have brought life to the lands upon which we dwell. May we all do our part as uninvited guests to ensure that the land is stewarded and led by its rightful guardians and spirits. Luna resides on the traditional lands of the First Peoples of the Mississaugas of Scugog Island First Nation. These lands are covered under the Williams Treaties and rest within the traditional territory of the Anishinaabeg. The land, sea, sky, and spirit that Amanda resides within is vast and deep Stalo Coast Salish traditional territory. The area upon which she lives, learns, unlearns, and tells her stories within is stewarded and cared for by the Chilwayak people. Hello, Amanda. Hello, Luna. How are you doing? So good. I have so much to tell you. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this in for two days, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really excited. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, yeah? Yeah, we've had a bit of rain the last couple of days we finally had that a good kind of good thunderstorm so photo dump meme do the roar do you think that helped maybe (laughs) maybe because we did get like a good a good little it was short but there were some good rumbles rumbles or booms well, like a couple of booms and then some rumbles, but I and I didn't see any lightning, so it wasn't like the best, but it was, it was, it was okay. Okay, I like that. <laughs> I want the rumbles and the booms over here, please. Send the booms. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me everything. Okay, okay. So this is my fright. So. I have this weird fucking thing. So I've been noticing some high strangeness related to TV shows and movies and things that I watch. Mm -hmm. It's like really low strangeness. Like I'll watch a show with like not a really like heard of actor. And then a few days later, I'll watch another show and they'll be in it too. Or a significant date will come up like my birthday or the day that you know, like it'll be the the show will have like a, a portion of it where the date is like within the, the week that I'm in. Things like that. Yeah. Other times it's a little more like what the fucky. So an example of this would be when I watched the classic movie Troll circa 1986. I can't remember why, but I was drawn to this like to watch this absolutely fucking unhinged movie likely because I thought it would be silly and like relatively unengaging enough for me to fall asleep to. Mm-hmm. 
I started it on April 29th around 11 p.m. And I I have the the stories in my Instagram story archive to prove this. That's going to be yeah. part of it's going to be part of our photo dump. So around 11, I put it on and to my absolute delight, there was little Chaz Bono as the main lead character. Like we're talking, he was like maybe six or seven. And he is a shape-shifting troll going absolutely fucking feral for rap burgers. Like there's like, (laughs) they're moving into this apartment building and the dad's like, I'm going to go get us some, like, some wrap burgers. And then when Chaz goes into the laundry room while their parents are unpacking and stuff, that's when he becomes, like, he comes in contact with the troll who overtakes his body. Mm -hmm. So by the time the parents are upstairs with dinner, Chaz is now the troll. So it's just, like, this completely feral like it's like it's like a child just gone fucking bonkers it's amazing (laughs) julia louis dreyfus is in it that's elaine from seinfeld and Mm -hmm. the character's name is harry potter what Uh uh-huh and he reviews books for magazines and as he tells the um as he tells the guy one of the guys like they meet each other in the hallway and he introduces himself as harry potter oh what do you do harry potter oh i I write for a magazine and the guy goes, oh, that's where you find all that liberal fucking nonsense. And he's just like completely like such a deranged weirdo. Okay, so there's some oddity for sure, but like nothing major. Mm -hmm. So as I continue watching, because at this point I am fucking so invested, I'm making goddamn like Instagram stories about it. And there is a witch who is helping the brother of Chaz Bono's character figure out what's happening to his sibling. And the witch mentions that it is a Walpurgis knot, which just happens to be the date that I was in April. Yeah. April 30th to May 1st. So how the fuck did I select an absolutely random feral mock horror on Tubi of all places from <laughs> 1986 that just so happens to coincide it coincide with like a real life date? Yeah. Walpurgis knot. Which would be April 30th to May 1st. Okay. So that's how, that's how, like, I don't understand this magic. I'm here for it, but I don't fucking get it. <laughs> Cinema Mancy, maybe. I don't know. I'm calling it something because I need to know how to harness this. Yeah. Because this is where I'm very excited to talk to you about this. Okay. So are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Fast forward from April 30th to July 9th. I couldn't sleep like I do. So I put on a silly 2B series called The World's Strangest Mysteries. It came out in 2021. And episode one talks about mysteries in the sky, like not just UFOs, but all kinds of different anomalies. It's pretty interesting. Um, I fell asleep after the first episode, but I was engaged enough that I knew that I was going to probably watch another episode. So this is July 9th. And then in the next evening, July 10th, I see an article from the Peace Arch News come up on my Facebook. So Peace Arch is like the White Rock, Surrey area of the Lower Mainland. So uh, the ocean. Yeah. Someone captures one of the anomalies that was discussed in the first episode of the show. That was what the article was about. Really? 
Uh-huh. It's called Fata Morgana. It was taken at none other than Crescent fucking Beach. Mm-hmm. And Fata Morgana is said to be an optical illusion or a mirage. It appeared for this fellow over an area called Mud Bay. And he described it as looking across the bay. And you see Tawasin, you see Ladner. And then there's this thing, this structure that looked like a Roman aqueduct. And there were columns and like all these different things. He had seen this on July 6th. The phenomena occurs when temperature inversions and refractions of light meld and distort the horizon. So wherever you, whatever you're seeing on the horizon, it just like uh, the mirage like stacks it and creates the illusion of like a structure or a city or something like that. Wow. Uh-huh. That's not, that's not the only fucking weird thing. Okay. So this is July 11th. In the early morning, I'm scrolling through TikTok at 6.30 and I see another thing directly related to that show that I watched. Only this one is related to episode three, which is talking about strange creatures. Mm -hmm. A pterodactyl-like bird was seen in New Brunswick. I watched the video of a woman named Michelle Hodel speaking about her experience about like seeing this pterodactyl like bird she said it was massive it had a tail like it was wild she tagged her partner william hodel but i didn't think anything of it i took a screenshot because i was like that's fucking weird okay like i'm i'm gonna make note of this so then i closed tiktok and like a couple hours later i go back on tiktok and my for you page has her partner's tiktok on my for you page william hodel yeah. And he his TikTok created like a little map of where the sightings of this large bird like creature was from. So because he had a map, I was like, I'm going to fucking tag Liminal Earth in this. And I just put, you should add this to Liminal Earth. Just like that. Mm-hmm. Just just randomly. Because this kind of anomaly needs to be tracked on a wider scale. Yeah. You know, it it's just the place for this kind of content, which flows into my delight. Liminal Earth started following me back on TikTok. No way. I shit you not. I have the screenshots. (laughs) (laughs) So like literally within moments, like within minutes of me tagging them in this comment, they followed me. I was so excited. (laughs) That's amazing. They're so awesome. They are incredible. So Mm -hmm. That's all that I bring forth for you. Just a lot of weird fucking occurrences and some form of cinemamancy. Yeah, this happens to you a lot with movies and shows. And we know a couple of people who use the radio like in a similar way Mm -hmm. for like signs or messages or, you know, they turn on the radio and, and a very specific song comes on that means something specific to them. And it's like, oh, that's a message. Got it. Right. And they use the radio in that way. But for you, it's movies and TV that sends you these messages. But like, what do they even fucking mean? What does it mean? <laughs> I use Radiomancy too. Like that actually happened like the day before I got the news that my dad passed away. Really? Mm-hmm. So he was the road manager for the great Canadian band Doug and the Slugs. And I was randomly listening to the radio with the kids in the car and one of their songs came on and I told Bo and Addison about their grandpa, Ken. And I got this like really like weird, like oddly like melancholy feeling about it. And then the next day my uncle called to tell me that he had passed. So 
yeah like in retrospect I understand it but when it's happening it's not like I I don't know uh, yeah, just, you don't necessarily are like, oh, this is this is what that means. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know. Like, I love I love fucking movies. I love movies. I love TV shows. I love actors and the art of acting and cinematography, videography. Like, I really love like a a good experience. Yeah. So maybe this was a series of synchronicities to connect you to Liminal Earth. That's what I was thinking. That's what I think. Ding, ding. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I have a reason to tag them in our photo dump. So that's (laughs) going to be cool, too. (laughs) When I first started following them on TikTok was when they were doing the thing where the I forget his name, right? It might be Garrett, but he was dressed up in the shrimpy costume. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And he was trying to get people. There was a park near him that was essentially abandoned. Okay. And, you know, it was just a small old park and nobody ever brought their kids there. So he was trying to get people to astral travel in their dreams to this park. And there was something hid. He had hid something like a box and it had a message or something in it. And the the whole experiment was to astral travel or remote view this park and find the box and tell him what was inside. Interesting. And I just, I absolutely love the kind of experiments that they do and just the way that, you know, they come at things with such like, it's like the Newkirks, right? There's just the whole, their whole MO is curiosity and like wonderment and you know looking at things through not a lens of fear and scariness and you know demons and whatever Mm -hmm. like they're very much the same as that and I I just love it me too like that how can we create an awe-inspiring moment for people to interact with and explore and I love that the the level of interaction they have with the people that are around them is one of authentic inspiration, you know? Yeah. I still really want to do their Wednesday night UFO watch. Oh, yeah. I think they're still doing that. I'm pretty sure that they're still doing those regularly. I'm not sure. I haven't seen them on TikTok a whole lot, actually, because I have not been on TikTok a whole lot. (laughs) (laughs) found that tiktok is just a little too visually stimulating for me right now yeah same so um besides like myself posting videos which is like one off like i might post like every once every couple couple weeks but i know that when they were on my radar on tiktok bex was doing a lot of the wednesday night wufo stuff yeah live on their liminal earth tiktok i think it would be fun to participate in that yeah it's 10 o'clock right wednesday night at 10 yeah and it's whatever time zone you're in so you don't have to match up to any time zone it's just your time zone at 10 Mm -hmm. and you go out and look at the sky yeah that kind of kind of leads into my fright. Okay. So the other night, and I told you a, a little bit about this, but the other night, Joe and I randomly, because I was just sitting on the couch and I opened up my phone and there was an article saying, tonight you have a chance of seeing the Northern Lights. And I was like, oh shit, let's go. 
So we hopped in the truck and we went for just a little like night drive to see if we could see them. And we didn't, spoiler. But can I interrupt you for one second? Yeah. I also have an Aurora Borealis thing to tell you. Oh, okay. I wrote it all down too. Nice. <laughs> tell me more. Okay. So we are driving around. It's about 10 o'clock at night-ish. So is it dark? It is pretty dark. When okay. we first got out, it was still a little bit light off in the distance. But then um, as we were out, it got really dark. Okay. We didn't see any of the northern lights. But so normally Joe will bring his phone and he'll plug it in and play music off of it. And he forgot it this evening. So we were listening to the radio and just randomly... He starts turning the dial of the radio. Yeah. And making it like a spirit box. That's so it's going yeah. through the stations. So this is something that Frank Sumption used to do. Um, for people who don't know, Frank Sumption is essentially the guy who created the ITC spirit box device that most people use in their paranormal tech toolbox. So before he had created something that auto-scanned through the stations, he used to sit there at his radio and he would manually turn the dial. And in the book I was reading, it said he would get the sweet spot of turning it in such a way where it would sound the way that a spirit box sounds. So because we didn't have music to listen to and the radio was not playing anything good, <laughs> Joe started doing that. And I was like, oh, did you get a sweet spot? Yeah, I was like, oh, this is like a spirit box. Keep going. And so we're driving around and he is turning it and basically we are made a manual spirit box out of the truck radio analog style <laughs> yeah so we're driving around and i took some videos and i am working on putting them together there's ah. like 26 minutes so i'll have like a short clip for our photo dump but i will probably upload the whole thing to like our youtube or something yeah if people want to watch it it's it's interesting. Um, we did get some stuff come through. I can't. I'm trying to think off the top of my head if there was anything. I don't know. I'll have to. I'll have to come back to it, and you'll see. I'll upload the full video, and I'll make you a clip. But yeah, there was some interesting. Like it did seem like there was some direct answers a, a couple of times. And yeah, like we were, we were trying to ask it, like, which way should we turn left or right? And oh, that's so cool. At one point, Joe thought he heard them say left. <gasps> and I'm trying to think I was watching it earlier. And now, of course, my mind goes blank. But it was really fun. And I highly encourage if you have a vehicle radio that has a, a dial to try it if you want it's not exactly like a spirit box, obviously, and it does take a little bit of work to kind of get it going at like a 
consistent pace. It's kind of tiring on the hand. Yeah. But it was really interesting. I definitely think that it worked a couple of times. So that was really fun. And that's that's my fright. I love it so yeah. much. Spirit box on wheels. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> and I love that it was just like a, like a natural instinct for Joe to just like, roop, 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 like yeah. flick through the stations. Like, I love that. Spooky Joe. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun. I think we, we also may have saw a coyote, coyote mm. or a fox, which is in the video. You Aww. see it's you see its little eye shine. Ooh, and then it like jumps into the ditch. And there was a couple of times like we parked on this one com- like back road and there was just fields around and forest. And we turned off all the lights and we were just kind of sitting there in the in the absolute dark doing this. And it got really spooky. There is nothing like spooky back road events. Even if it's just like driving aimlessly or parked, like there's nothing quite like that feeling. Yeah. It's like an anything could happen feeling, you know? Yeah. And it it can be kind of spooky too, especially if it's like really dark. Mm-hmm. You know, your your imagination starts going like, oh, what's going to come out of the inky blackness at us? I love calling it inky blackness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was really interesting. And for people listening, if you don't know who Frank Sumption is and you are interested in spirit boxes, I highly recommend doing a bit of research and, and learning about him. He's basically the mastermind behind the spirit box. Granddaddy spirit box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could, if you are invested in this experience and spirit boxes and you enjoy them and intentionally use the, the mechanics of it, you might even want to like pay homage to him in like an ancestral way. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I literally just thought of it when you were talking about him because him being the creator, I immediately thought granddaddy assumption. And then I was like, (laughs) and then, and then I was like, oh yeah. Okay. Well that makes sense then. So yeah, we could, we could definitely honor that energy and his tenacity for it. Like he, he went for it in so many interesting ways. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't big on, like fame or recognition and it was his story is kind of sad because a lot of people like used him or kind of took his idea and claimed it as their own and you know he wasn't into making them for like making money like so he would just give them a, he would make they're called frank's boxes the his original spirit boxes and he would just give them to people yeah it's like he wanted the experiments to continue, you know, mm-hmm. like he wanted people to interact with it in the way that they felt called to. Like, he did have some pretty strong opinions about how it should be used. Yes. And I don't necessarily agree with those. No, I don't agree with them either. And like every every ancestor, he had problematic views on things like I think there was like mention of like this. Was it star seeds or like the Anunnaki? That's it. Right. So viewer discretion in this (laughs) segment, because we do not hold those views whatsoever. No, 
the technology that he created is what we're honoring, not his views on alien race. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Interesting stuff. Very. Yeah. Let's put his book in the photo dump as well. Okay. I will. It's a decent book. I remember you reading it. Yeah. I really enjoyed it except for kind of the stuff on the belief of the alien. Very viscerally like, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) It did kind of take the shine out of it a little bit for you for a little while. Like, yeah. And and I appreciate that because as somebody who vets books and researches things intensely, it's really hard to have your heart broken when you realize <laughs> that somebody that you hold in really high regard is actually a problematic human being. Yeah. You know, because at least in certain ways, in certain ways. Yes. Not that he was as a whole, but it was a very long time ago and it's not something that we hold within that kind of like same framework like we're still creating a frank's box ryan is and joe is working behind the scenes to make it flow and so we're we're actively trying to you know use the information that frank Sumption put into the world to further our exploration which i think is is what he wanted right yeah but yeah it was fun i might do it again supposedly the northern lights might be visible again like starting tonight over the weekend that's what i wanted to talk to you about so after spooky phone we might go for another little drive yeah ryan and i are going to as well so we're supposed to be able to see them between 9 and 3 a.m mm-hmm the hr mcmillan space center astronomer said that uh, this week, the sun is very active due to its approaching its peak of it's a it's in an, an 11-year cycle right now, which causes strong solar winds, which is where the aurora comes from. Mm-hmm. It's when charged particles, the electrons and protons, collide with the gases in the Earth's upper atmosphere. And there was a little bit of a letdown in this um, in this article because it said. After this story was published, new forecasts from the Space Weather Prediction Center in Alaska downgraded the likelihood of a visible aurora display for July 13th. And I went, wah, wah, wah. Oh, no. <laughs> but I'm going to I'm gonna try anyways. And I might do, um, I might try the Spirit Box on Wheels experiment, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll get right to drive. It is tiring on your hand after a yeah. while, but it's neat because you can kind of control like to a degree how fast you go. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I found it fun. I can't wait till you guys see the the video. The video. I'm really excited to see it. I think at one point we drive by a church and I'm like, is that a church? Ew. <laughs> 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 okay, I forgot I was recording. that's all i got yeah my my delight for this week is also i so i'm delighted but i'm also like nervous tell me tell me because i repotted some of my plants especially my very special monstera that i got for my birthday (laughs) (laughs) and i repotted them and i and now i'm all like stressed out but I think it's going to be fine, and I'm delighted because I think they will be much, much happier. I think so, too. 
they're they're in such a beautiful place too, like right behind you with the with the sun and everything. So I have a feeling, yeah, they just need a couple hours to adjust to stretch their roots and find their balance. Yeah, I've been working a lot with plant allies this week. I repotted my babies and I harvested some of the henbane that I was growing. So that's drying on my beautiful drying rack. Yeah. And I'm excited. What's the henbane for? I'm making a flying ointment with it. I'm going to be using mugwort, which I am also growing, and henbane. And then I might put some lavender in it. I'm not sure if that fits the vibe yet or not, but... Lavender will give it a nice smell. I think we will. I think we'll see when when I get to that point. Mm-hmm. It's my first time doing something like that, so I am going very slow, and I'm doing a lot of research. And yeah, I don't know, but I want to make a flying ointment with it. I'm very excited to see how your experience with creating it goes because like it does definitely go in stages, right? Like the the picking and the drying and then what you're going to be doing afterwards. And so I feel like the time frame is going to be really interesting for you as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be good. I will, if it turns out, I'll send you some. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> even, even if it doesn't turn out like I think the experience and experimenting, especially with plant spirits, it, like it's personally educational. So things that you're going to learn from this is whether it turns out or not is mm-hmm. going to be something that builds a foundation for future Luna. Yeah. And then you'll be an old lady making flying ointment for all of the witches in your neighborhood. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. With a big spoon like this. Oh my God. That is like... That's my dream. Me too. You know? Oh, I just got an image in my head and I was like, yep. Like, I, I had the image of your, like, old wrinkly hands, like, <laughs> picking picking the leaves. Yes. Or, or, like, asking, like, the, the you know, the weird girl, like, the weird kid in the neighborhood that always, like, hangs around your garden gate. Like, hey, go pick some of that for me and bring it in or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like your little apprentice goals, <laughs> future <Yeah>. goals, <laughs> and it's always thunderstorming and it's only sunny in the late afternoon, and all your plants are happy. <laughs> yeah, and it's never too hot. Never, always cool. <laughs> but all the plants are thriving. Yes, <laughs> because you have indoor lights. <laughs> And a greenhouse. And a terrarium. And a turret. Oh. (laughs) And an observational turret that looks like an observatory. Oh my gosh, yes. And (laughs) with a big telescope in there, and we could just we could just look at at the um the sky and the stars and the moon all the time. All the time. The planets. Yep. Oh my god. Yes, please. Yes, this. Yes, this. (laughs) i'm starting to get very fidgety yeah i'm sorry that's okay (laughs) (laughs) my closet like (laughs) can you see me (laughs) yes 
Oh my god. Uh, We're getting the sillies again. <laughs> oh my god, I've listened to the last just eight seconds of our podcast for episode eight like a million times. <laughs> it's so funny. Isn't it the most precious thing? Yes. I'm so glad you leave little things like that in there. Yeah, it's my favorite. It makes me very happy. Because <laughs> I never know what you're going to use. I know, that's that's the fun part. It's like my little Easter egg for you. It gives me the dopamine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we got out all our frights and delights. And, and we um, now we're just cruising into silly territory. <laughs> cruising into giddy town. <laughs> Ha, ha, giddy up! Ha, 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 oh no! I fucking hate myself. <laughs> I bet you when Ryan listens to this, he's gonna like as soon as I say "giddy town," he's gonna think in his head "giddy up," and then as soon as I say it, he's gonna be like, eh. <laughs> "Oh no!" <laughs> That's when you know that I'm like tapped is when I start making puns. <laughs> also, my upper lip is starting to sweat, so I think I should actually go. <laughs> it's too hot in there. It's very hot. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the more that I've been talking, I've been noticing, like, the degrees going up and up. And, <laughs> up. and the more, like, happy and excited I get, I'm like, why am I, like, sticky now? It's so hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. I love you too so much. We're doing our spooky phone tonight. So I will see you a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And thank you to everybody for listening to our disembodied voices over the interwebs. Yes. I appreciate you, Luna. Thank you for your cool stories. I appreciate you. Thank you for your closet sillies. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually pee. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I'm in a position where if I do laugh again, I'm not going to piss myself, so. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I will see you later. We will see you guys next week. And come hang out with us on Instagram Lives. And in the Discord because it's really pretty in there and I shared some really cool sigil stuff and I'm going to create a big book list as well. So yes. that's, that's going to be my um, my weekend project. And I think you can find the link for that in our Instagram highlights. Yes. So if you're wondering how to join our Discord, it's in there. I think we also have a link in the show notes. Link in the show notes. And yeah, if you go to our Instagram, it'll be, it's in the highlights as well. Yeah. Okay. It's linked everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. I love you too. Go enjoy your day. I'm going to go pee. (laughs) Okay. Bye. I got the closet sillies and I actually really have to pee.
closet sillies. <laughs> I just wrote that down. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, I love you. I love you too. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh, did you uh, did you end your recording? I did. Okay. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this weird and wonderful journey through the realms of fright and delight. If you'd like to explore further with us, join us on Instagram at frightfully.delightful, where this summer we go live every Thursday or Friday evening at 7 p.m. Pacific for our spooky phone sessions. For those who'd love to dig a little deeper and enjoy monthly downloads, explorations, and behind-the-veil content, we have a Patreon with two different options to feed your curiosity. Check out our page for more details at www.patreon.com slash Frightfully Delightful. Until next time, stay curious, weave within the weird, and continue seeking the frightfully delightful moments that make life truly extraordinary.